Don't turn it off now. You need this stuff. Tampa Bay's Tan Talk Radio Network. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Where can you find the best tasting authentic Caribbean food in Tampa Bay? It's all at Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant in downtown Largo. Island Vibes has delicious jerk chicken, fresh seafood, Caribbean soup, salad, sandwiches, and more. Don't miss happy hour from 4 p.m. to close and live entertainment on Friday nights. Check out Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant at 351 West Bay Drive in Largo or call 727-240-4420. To check out their amazing Caribbean menu, visit Sweet islandvibes.com Key West is the Grand Prix, the Indianapolis 500, the Daytona 500 of the offshore powerboat racing. If someone wants to be the top of this sport, they have to come to Key West. The big thing about Key West is this is a body of water that everybody thinks they got figured out. Like, nobody's ever got to figure it out. Well, Key West is, is uh, a unique thing because of the three-race format, and the weather's never usually the same. The boats now will be getting bigger, and they'll be getting faster, and they'll be getting louder as the day progresses. That's why we are really getting amped up, and I tell you what, when these guys get out there today on this very, very fast track, once again, they're going to be letting it all hang out. Attention all respond to the Winning here is what it's about. This is not a game. This is the real deal. Once that hatch closes and that green flag goes, there's nothing like it in the world. We have a green flag. Let's go racing. We are going racing both style. It's just been really competitive the whole time, and we're not taking anything for granted. It's going to be really exciting and a real nail-biter. I think every boat here could win this race. It's so difficult to say who's going to be the guy that I got to beat. I got to beat them all. There's always been a bullseye on my back, but, you know, bring it on. I don't care. I'm going to go over him and then hit it. Everyone's going to fight to get position. Everyone's going to fight to get the turn. Everybody's going to fight to be where they need to be. And look how close they are. This is unbelievable. We were bumping, coming in all the way around. We were bumping at the turns. It was definitely a drag race out there. It was unbelievable. We got it now. Intimidation at its finest. It's a tight race course, you know. It's a 4.3-mile lap. So when you have these tight race courses and everybody's kind of evenly matched and coming in and turn together, things happen, unfortunately. Getting ready to line up. Next thing I know, I just saw the whole bottom of their boat on top of me, and pretty much our world championship was over right then and there. Oh, my God, the Oh my goodness! You're not running 100% the whole time. You're going to be left behind. Remembering that these boats shoot out a 75-foot rooster tail. It's not like an automobile race where one can be right behind another. Hey guys, work on this thing hurt bad. It's just you got to make sure you pick a lane, hold your lane, and everybody's going to be running for that same turn. Look at this! Look at this! Yeah, it's an all-out competitive race out there. Because of the speeds we reach, everything's got to be right. A tiny little nut, a wire here, the boat out of balance. It could be disastrous. The spin-out was extremely violent. It threw him out of the back of the boat. Oh, my goodness, they can never set them awake. Woo! Bob Christie just got ejected. Nobody lays down day one, day two, or day three. There is no lay down. You have to go out and you have to run every day hard every day.
Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Yo, Maniacs, Hulk Hogan here, the greatest of all times. And I want to let you know you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars and what you're going to do when they run wild on you, brother. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google Tantalk, 1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past 300-plus shows, I think that's what it is, 300-plus shows. 300-plus shows, wow. How about that? Good evening, Bobby. Not bad. How how are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Okay, we're, 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 let me go back to that. Okay, if you miss any of our 300-plus shows, go to the podcast page on our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com, and you can hear all those shows. Bobby, would you like to do the social media honors for us, please? Absolutely. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, LinkedIn, all at Nostalgic Radio and Cars or at NRC On Air. That is the deal. Now, uh, since I'm, since we just talked about social media, I'm actually social media m- 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 myself right now because we have a couple of guests coming on the show for you this evening. We have a couple of guys that did uh, some pretty cool, amazing racing this past weekend. We've got one of the guys coming on. He was one of the Superboat Unlimited boats out there. Last week we had uh, Keith Holmes on, and he uh, he's the driver, actually owner and throttle man for the um, Cat Can Do ethanol-powered Super Boat Unlimited. And this evening we have a gentleman coming on from the Wake Effects Boats, Super Boats Unlimited, and another gentleman coming on from the Super Boat class. And he did very well. Now, all these guys did very, very well in the point standing. So keep in mind, this was a Super Boat Championship races here, right, Bobby? National Championship, National yes. Championship. Okay, so a lot of guys came into this race way deep with points so some of them didn't really have to win even if they came in second place because they had enough points that will carry them to the finals in key west i think next month okay for the world championships and everything like that actually they won okay as far as uh their their they came in they might have came in second or third during this particular race weekend but they won their class okay so that's what's important to a lot of these guys so anyway i have actually pulled up the results if we'd like to go yeah why don't you go ahead and do that for us real quick Bobby? yes real quick superboat unlimited number one cms number three boat um let's see superboat cleveland construction that's the number four boat uh superboat v we have sunprint came in first place uh superboat stock fj propeller Manufacturer Production P3, Second Amendment. Manufacturer Production P4, Too Cruel. And that's that's all that a Superboat has posted at the moment. So uh, okay. that's your results. We can elaborate on that a little bit because we were actually there. Now, i got to tell you, this weekend was actually pretty cool. Uh, you had the opportunity and the uh, honor of going out in the Miss Geico chase boat and uh, hanging out with Gary Goodell. Gary Goodell is the PR guy for the Miss Geico uh, Superboat. And um, pretty, pretty, pretty neat boat. We used to have a 38-foot Top Gun many, many, many years ago back in the heyday when we had a few extra coins in our pocket. And I must say a 38-cigarette Top Gun is probably still one of my favorite boats. It still has a classic look to it, you know. Now, um, I'm a big deep V guy, but most of the boats that were out there that were racing that were running real fast were cats, okay? And the big cat that everybody runs, the most well-known one, is a skater. And I believe they're made up in Michigan. And the other uh, uh, catamaran-style hull that most guys race is uh, actually some of them were made right here in Florida, and one of them in particular was uh, Second Amendment. Is that the other boat, Second Amendment, which I think took first place in this class, right? In this class, yes. In this class, yeah. Now, what class is it running, Bobby? Does it say on there? Yeah, it was, I believe. Hang on one second. But that boat was built by Jay Polini of Spectra Boats right here in Clearwater, Florida. And Jay's still around, and he still builds boats, and he still has Spectra Boats, and he builds anything from little stuff to really cool big stuff, so... Uh, and he was a boat racer himself. Todd Warner, I didn't see Todd there this year. Todd is, uh, owns Statement Boats. He's a former world-class uh, offshore racing boat kind of guy. and uh, But he usually shows up with something pretty cool. But nonetheless, they had some pretty amazing boats then. And now a boat that is still one of my favorites, because I'm being a deep V guy, is the uh, Silverhook. Nigel's boat, Nigel Hook's boat, and that's the Lucas Oil-powered Silverhook. And uh, there's pictures of this stuff on our Facebook page. So if you get a chance, go check out our Facebook page, Nostalgic Radium Cars, and... 
Gulfstream Motorsports because it was pretty cool. The racing was great. The parade they had Friday night was good, okay? And uh, the VIP party put on by Baystar Restaurants and our good friend Frank Chavez. Excellent job. Food was excellent. Plenty to eat. No shortage of food there. No shortage of drinks. Of course, I'm not a fan of Corona beer, and he had Corona beer. Um, but anyway... And then, of course, the next day, we, we as a Nostalgia Game Cars, were set up downtown, or actually down there in the uh, Baystar Pit. No, what do they call it? Baystar Village. Baystar Race Village. Yeah, Baystar Race Village. We were set up down there. We had our, our tent set up, and we had a big banner there for the WTN, and uh, also Nostalgia Game Cars. And we had Miss Moneypenny with us, which is our 74 MGB GT, which actually got a lot of attention. You couldn't miss us down you, there. You couldn't miss us. We were on the little island right at the bend, right in front of the, the pier. So, and of course, the boats were going in and out, and they were over at uh, some of the boat ramps right down the street from us here off of uh, Seminole, and they were loading and unloading and having a good time out there running the race. Okay, now, that was Saturday, okay? A lot of people down there. Good, 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 good crowd. And uh, Sunday, obviously, was the boat races, and of course, you know, we knew parking was going to be a problem down there, so what we decided to do is take the trolley. We were going to take the ferry, but the line was so long, we figured, out ah, what the heck? So we took the trolley down. That was actually pretty cool. It dropped us, picked us up right up here by the uh, the old Moss Brothers building, and then dropped us off in front of the the pier down there, Pier 60. And uh, then we went out the pier. We watched the races. Uh, we watched one of the races, took some pictures. That was the first uh, group that went out, the production boat guys. And then we went up to the media room up there with Roderick and those guys uh, and hung out with them a little bit and watched the from the seventh floor of the Hilton. Pretty cool. And uh, then the racing went back down for the, the big race, which was the Superboats. Unlimited. And hey, we'll be right back. You're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We'll tell you a little bit more about what's going on. We have a little motley crew for you because uh, this is uh, kind of a, a high cool, powered, a high powered racing style kind of song. This is what you want to hear when you're hauling butt. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. 
Where can you find the best tasting authentic Caribbean food in Tampa Bay? It's all at Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant in downtown Largo. Island Vibes has delicious jerk chicken, fresh seafood, Caribbean soup, salads, sandwiches, and more. Don't miss happy hour from 4 p.m. to close and live entertainment on Friday nights. Check out Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant at 351 West Bay Drive in Largo or call 727-240-4420. To check out their amazing Caribbean menu, visit Sweet Island Vibes. Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you're listening to Nostalgia Radio and Cars. And if you're not, you're a communist. Okay, we're back. Every time I hear Larry the Cable Guy, and he does that, he was our guest on our show a few years ago, and it was uh, pretty funny. And, you know, he's never really into cars or boats or motorcycles or anything like that. He's just into fun, so he's a pretty cool dude. Anyway, it's time to introduce our first guest for the evening, this guy, this guy, this gentleman, pretty cool guy, and a very, very successful record in racing, particularly racing boats, for a long time. And um, But uh, he piloted, I've got to admit, probably the prettiest, coolest, most sinister-looking offshore boat that competed this whole weekend, actually in the whole uh, SBI, Superboat uh, International Competition. And uh, I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Jeff Harris. He is the throttle man for Wake Effects, the 50-foot, I think it's 50-foot, MTI, which was just an amazing book. Jeff, welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey, yeah, Robert. Thanks for having me on, man. I tell you, you guys have a great show. You're very famous down there in that Clearwater area, man. It's a lot of people that uh, listen to the show. That's cool. Yeah, well, I've, I've worked really hard at it. So, you know, going into my seventh year now, so, and I'm a huge boat fan, and I really want to thank you guys all for coming out and participating and giving our fans and boat guys a big show out there because you guys did an excellent job yeah it was a lot of fun i tell you we love clearwater this is my second year actually racing clearwater i raced for years down at st pete south of you there uh, around the pier and um actually i won a world championship there when i was with the uh pier 57 guys uh, back i think 2000 that's been a while back but we used to have a lot of fun racing down there but clearwater's great uh, a lot of fans and, and a lot of people coming by checking the boats out and thanks yeah this um this uh, Wake Effects uh, 48 MTI that I was uh, that I, I'm throttling now is quite a boat. It's absolutely incredible, and uh, we had a, we had a good day until we had a problem <laughs> Sunday, but um, but we had a lot of fun. So what exactly went wrong? I know you were out there doing pretty good. You looked like you were leading there for a second. Are you actually you were probably what in the, in the top three if I remember correctly, right? The number one, two, three in that range. <clears throat> well, actually, yeah, we we got a really bad start. Uh, okay. And, and it, it, it's kind of tight. We kind of got closed up between a couple of uh, rooster tails, which happens. But you got these these uh, these boats have massive horsepower, sixteen fifty Mercury. Some of them have running eighteen hundred horsepower and and larger. And, and so they throw huge walls of water, and you get stuck between two of them on a start. And so we we got hosed down. And by the time everything shook out, we were running uh, fourth out of six. And then after two laps, we were running third. And uh, and then we passed the second place boat, which is our team boat, it's, uh, number three, um, CMS offshore boat. And uh, and then we were in second. <clears throat> uh, then uh, the guy in the lead, Cat Can Do, had some type of engine problem and pulled off, and we led for five laps actually, and um, kind of running away with it. We had the fastest lap times, uh, matched the fastest lap times of the day. So our boat was really propped perfectly. We had a weight balance, and uh, and my partner in the boat, Rusty Rom. Um, was uh this is rookie season as a driver but it's our uh, six race together so he was doing really good job on the wheel and um and we were doing good right up to the point where we actually blew a hose darn it and <laughs> and uh so things happened in racing we uh, had a weak spot in in a water water hose and it lost water on one engine and of course you know what happens then yeah you don't want to blow it up so you save it yeah that's right you see it overheating so you pull off and then you know your day's done. You know but your day's it's part of racing, you know. It's been there a lot. So you talk about laps, fastest lap. What's a, what kind of lap times? Just give our listeners kind of an idea. Well, um, you know, it's 4.1 miles. I don't remember the exactly the, the elapsed time, but we were averaging right at 120, 119.6, I think, uh, one lap. Uh, and so that was, um, that's you know, that's averaging. So we slow down to about 85, 90 miles per hour. In the turns, that's the slowest we go, and then we accelerate back up. You know, you, you've got thirteen thousand pounds that you're dragging off the corner there. Um, that's what these boats just forty-eight foot long, ten and a half foot wide, weighs thirteen thousand pounds. So, um, and it, it gets a lot of air under. So once it gets over one twenty or so, it really starts to pack a lot of air in the tunnel, 
and it just keeps running accelerating. We could run in a in the one sixties when we needed to. Um, and uh, you know, in that shorter course, it's only like one point I don't know eight or so straight miles straight away, one point eight or nine straight away. So um, yeah, it's um, and and the, there's some a lot of boat wakes and some you know boat traffic wakes and stuff, and that that scrubs some speed off, or you could run a lot faster. You know, this boat actually. Uh, like at one of the shootouts we have in Lake of the Ozarks, from a standing mile, you can set it up from a roll, like a 30-mile-an-hour, what we call 30-mile-an-hour roll. Uh, in, a, in a standing mile, we can run 100 and right at 190 miles per hour, which is pretty pretty impressive. That is fast. 190 miles on the water. Absolutely, yeah. These boats will easily do over 200 if you set them up for top speed, just pure top speed. Of course, you know, you can't do that because you got to accelerate off the corner. We're, the same thing with NASCAR guys. You know, battle with you. Got to get that perfect gear ratio. You know, set up to uh, accelerate accelerate off the corner, but not overturn. You know, the RPM that you have. But these sixteen fifty Mercury's are just bulletproof. They're very powerful, and they shift. They have transmissions. If you can believe it or not, it shifts as easy as power glide on a on a fifty six Chevrolet. I'm telling you, it, it's, uh, bumping it. <laughs> you bumping it out of gear and uh, around the docks, and it's just uh, it's amazing how how uh, how docile. Uh, that you know, handling these engines are to make so much horsepower. Let me ask you a question now. Now, we're, we were on the pier. That's where I was taking pictures. Uh, at one point, I was up on the Aqualea. Another point, I was over at the media room up there with Roderick and those guys uh, at the at the Hilton. Now, when you're way down there and the pace boat takes off, now I'm going back a few years. Um, I was in uh, Todd Warner's boat, and I, we started the first race. I was the, I was holding the green flag, and it seemed to me, and correct me if I'm wrong. You guys are milling around a little bit, and you're supposed to kind of try to get lined up a little bit, but you can be really a boat length behind or ahead of the other guy when the flag comes out. How much time do you lose? Now, in your case, you were talking about, you know, the the flag guy on, off, and then all of a sudden everybody <clears throat> took off, and you got behind. And of course, now you got to deal with the spray from the other boats, and that, that can yeah. have an effect. So how does that – tell us – take us through that little that, – that, that kind of – that episode a little bit. Well, what happens is, you know, we're six boats milling in a circle, and then the pace boat puts up his uh, yellow flag and starts to, you know, go towards the course area where we're going to start. Well, we all get up on plane and ride along beside him probably, oh, 30, 40 miles per hour, uh, and we just spread out, in this case, six wide. I think I was over in about five, four spots, uh, five spots over from the boat. So I had four other boats between me to my right and the pace boat. Well, if those guys get a little ahead of it, you can't see the green flag come up. If you can't see the guy drop the yellow and pick up the green, then you can't right. start. So you've got to, you, you know, the guys on the outside have to kind of get position. So I had to get a gas, kind of shot up there between the two boats I was in to kind of take a look-see. And uh, you can't pass the pace boat or you'll be penalized. And nobody wants penalty because mm-hmm. you can, you know, I've, I've won the race before only to, you know, run a hard fault offshore race in, the, in rough water and come in only to find out that you lost because of a, a penalty. So, you know, we, I, when I backed off the gas, turbos kind of spooled down, and then the green flag went up, and by the time I got back on the throttle, uh, you know, the, it takes a, a, a little bit of lag on the turbos, which superchargers don't have. But uh, and so by the time we got up and going, I uh, got, got a good head of steam going on the engine, uh, we were uh, fifth place so going to the first turn. We moved up to fourth, and... Um, out of six, which is kind of a bad start. About as bad a start as we could get, actually, unfortunately. <laughs> so it kind of put us behind. We had a really fast boat. If I had a really good start, um, you know, we might would have led from the start, but we just, you know, saw it. Saw it. It's, it's, you know, it's a, it's everybody has the same chance in offshore racing. You spread out wide and it's, hey, Katie bought a door to the first, you know, turn. We, in offshore racing, we, we had the opportunity to do that. Not many other forms of racing you have. You know, car racing, you, always, you know, you go out and qualify and expect guys behind the other guys. We don't have to do that. We can, you know, jockey for a position on the start, and if we have a good start, we can get out in front. You know, that's why a lot of wrecks happen at the first turn because it's so important to get out front early. Now, would would it be fair to say is like you moved up from fifth to fourth? Okay, are all the basically you guys are have to run sealed engines, so you can't really do anything. So it's almost like spec racing to some extent but the boats the the variation comes where setting up the boat propellers things of that nature gear ratios correct is that about all you can play with well actually we are the most it's funny you mentioned that robert and almost in just about every boat that you see on the race course there's lots of rules and lots of um of 
regulations on what they can and can't do. But in our class, dude, it's run what you've run. And you can't run a turbine and run against us. But if it's a reciprocating V8 engine, they don't care how much boost you put on it. They don't, and, and you, you can't run like nitro methane, you know, crazy fuels. You have to run race gas, mm-hmm. but or, or, or racing alcohol. But do we can do anything we want to? You got to go out there and run eighty miles, though. <laughs> you got to run hard for eighty miles, and that you know that kind of keeps the tune in. But yeah, we just buy a set of stock sixteen fifty Mercury's. But I can, you know, th- there's there's no restriction on this class. That's the beauty of it. It's you know what do you want to run and what do you want to bring to the table. You can take it there and run it. It's amazing. This is about, it's one of the only forms of, of racing that's still out there. I mean, even the Unlimited have a ton of uh, restrictions with the fuel pumps and you know, fuel flows, that kind of thing, because they can keep making more and more horsepower. We don't have any restrictions. We don't have an RPM restriction. Uh, we don't have a cubic inch restriction or a boost. They're not sealed. We could take them apart 100 times between races. Nobody cares. We don't even have to weigh. We could weigh 100 pounds and make 9,000 horsepower. If we could figure out how to do it, <laughs> really? No, yep. wait a minute. Wait a minute. No restrictions. Are you? Uh, uh, am I correct now? Are you Superboat Unlimited? Or are you Superboat Extreme? We are Superboat Unlimited. Okay. All right. So, so none, there's no, there are there are no limits. There's no limits. <laughs> okay. No <laughs> rules. Now that wait yeah, a it's like, That's it's kind of like Can Am racing on the water, you know, which is <laughs> that's right. Yeah, which is uh, you turn it loose and you know run what you brung up, you brung enough. That's exactly right. Well, tell us about MTI, because everybody used to run those boats back in the day. I mean, that was the super boat, you know, Miss Geico back in the day. Everybody ran an MTI in uh, the, the Qatar boats that were here a few years ago. Um, I can't even think of all the names, but there were some pretty pretty serious Well, I mean, M- M- MTI won, uh, won the championship last year in, uh, in uh, UIM, uh, the, the championship over in Europe, uh, which was owned by Abu Dhabi. And they mm-hmm. built a new boat last year. They raced against all the all the other mo- you know models and make with uh, you know the victory team and all those guys. And and they won the championship last year, as well as over here in the states, we won national championship and the world championship with MTI's with our teams, BMS. So we, you know, MTI had a really good race last year. It's a fantastic boat. It's very aerodynamic. The deck is aerodynamic. Uh, the, the the shape of it. Uh, Randy Sism, who is the owner and the founder of MTI, his dad was a aerodynamicist for, um, I think, McDonnell Douglas. And uh, so, you know, it, it, it's a lot of technology that goes into that boat. That's why he named it MTI Marine Technology Incorporated. And it's, uh, you know, it was one of the first all-carbon race boats. I ran the first all-carbon Supercat in 2005. And uh, my first year racing Supercat, we won every race but two. And those two, we got second place. That included the World Championship, the National Championship, and we set the new um, Supercat speed record at 160 miles per hour. And the previous record was 128. So we had a great year that year, and um, that was the first year I stepped up and ran against guys. At that time, at that point in time, we had 14 Supercats at the race, so it was uh, quite competitive. Well, does MTI make the 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 smaller boats too, or they just make the one size boat? Oh no, they they make a 52 uh, pleasure boat right on down to. They just came out with a new 34 outboard with two 400 horsepower uh, outboard. Cats, so they're very affordable on the smaller scale of things, and they make a really cool V-bottom uh, with, um, I think, four or five of the big 400-horsepower engines across the back. Really? Center console, yeah, very elegant with the cabin. Um, they make enclosed pleasure boats that have um, generators with, you know, a- onboard AC, you know, for a big, big deal. It's really nice. Wow. And, and a 50, yeah, 50, 52-foot cat, all-enclosed pleasure boat that a seat. I think eight people and run 175 miles per hour, and uh, and everybody's got air conditioner and big screen TVs. It's pretty cool. It's amazing, actually. Man, that is really yeah, that's something. So, and MTI is out of Michigan, right? No, uh, MTI is out of uh, it's not far from St. Louis. It's called Wentzville, Missouri. Oh, they're been in Missouri. Okay. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh, right. And they're you know Lake of the Ozarks is where they do a lot of their testing and. You know stuff. My my boss Bob Bull, who owns our race team, is a CMS race team. Um, he's got a house on the lake there. So does Randy Sizzle and a lot of those guys. You know the the the, the high performance boating uh, area of Lake of the Ozarks is, um, is is alive and well. I'm telling you, that's a that's a huge market there for these boats. Wow. Yeah, I was thinking skaters made in Michigan, right? Yep, skaters made in Michigan. Peter Ledden up there okay. in Michigan. Uh-huh. All right. Cool. 
Well, now, what's up next for you now? You got Key West coming up? Yeah, we got Key West. Uh, man, we're sending our engines off. We're going to have fresh rebuilds for the races down there. We, you know, we, it's three races, and so we we usually go three or four races on a set of rebuilds for these sixteen fifty Mercury's. And um, and you know, we're going to go down, and it's you know a lot of attrition as you can see in our class because it's unlimited. <laughs> so uh, so you know, the, the thing down is go go there, run fast, and try to run all the laps. And just because you make all the laps, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win. I've I've gone down there. We ran there 2007, running behind uh, Johnny Tomlinson in the um, in the Bacardi Silver Boat, and and they ran every lap, and we ran every lap. We were, we were the only two, so I ran every lap at really competitive speed, and still got outrun. So, <laughs> you know, you you still have to, you know, you still have to go down there and run hard because uh, everybody shows up with their A game at Key West because it's a whole little mini series in its own. You know, we've raced all year to win a national championship and uh, Super Boat Unlimited. Uh, we raced all the races. Uh, I think Nigel, your you know our buddy Nigel came in second, um, and so uh, you know we we run the whole season, all the races to try to you know win a national championship. But you can go to Key West and win a win that world championship because boats come from all over the world. That's why they call it a world championship. And uh, and every year we have boats from different parts of the world, and you can go to Key West and and win a world championship in a, you know in five days. Wow! So actually four days: Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Say so we race Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And it's a heck of a, it's like to say, you know, the old guy used to went to a party and a race broke out. <laughs> it's a fun, it's well, a fun time down at Key West. All right, so you say you race for four days. So how does that work? Is that a game of, is that kind of like an attrition game down there, in other words? like you? Well, it, it's over four days. It's three races over four days. You race Wednesday, it's a half-point race. You race Friday, it's a half-points race. And then Sunday is a full-points race that we race all 80 miles. We run two 40-mile Basically, two forty-mile heats uh, Wednesday and Friday, which splits up those over two races. Over splits up that one race over two days, and that gives you half points on each. And then you got a full set of points that you get that you're racing for on Sunday. So the cumulative points from the three races, you yeah. know, determines the, determines the winner. So you can go out and win the last race on the last day, and I've done that before. And you look like a hero to all that everybody's standing on the shore, but you don't win the overall points. So gotcha. that's, who gets, that's who gets the world championship trophy. So it's kind of a points elimination thing. That's right. It's 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 own little mini series. Okay. Brother. Yep. All right. So now, if people want to find out more about Wake Effects and MTI and stuff like that, how do they go about doing that, Jeff? Well, we have a CMS Offshore. Um, uh, you can go the the MTI. Well, CMS Offshore has a Facebook page with all our videos, stuff you can download. But we have uh, <clears throat> we have a lot. You go to the uh, the uh, Marine Technology uh, website. Uh, MTI, and you can click on all the blogs. You can see races from last year, uh, a lot of interviews, a lot of the cool things they have going on. You know, it's uh, it's it's an amazing high performance you know uh, center there with the, the the large amount of boats that they cover, and then a lot of price ranges, especially with this new outboard 34 cat coming out. And they're going to you know, uh, they're I think they're building a race boat to race against the outboard cat that's in our you know that races for SBI. So, wow. So, It'd be interesting to see. They're they're really competitive wherever they go. Great people and uh, a lot of fun. So yeah, and and Wake Effects is also it's a a boat dealer. Uh, he's a, a dealer for MTI, and Wake Effects has their own website as well. Um, and and they're out of uh, Missouri as well. They have a, a you know their location that they sell MTIs as well as Mastercraft and some other boats. A lot of lake boarding <laughs> boats. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're in uh, Osage Beach, Missouri. Okay. Well, super. Well, Jeff, I want to thank you very much for coming on Nostalgia Creative Cars, hanging out with us, telling us a little bit about the race and, and the course and the yeah, boat man. and MTI, and uh, we'll have you on again sometime in the future. How about hey, that? Hey, anytime, man. I enjoy your show. All right. Thank you very much. Tell your friends, yes, and uh, take care. Good luck in uh, Key West. Thanks a lot, man. See, See you, Robert. Bye. So that was Jeff Harris, the throttle man for Wake of Facts, and uh, that is just one killer boat. Bobby, get something on the uh, turn up table there for us? I'm on the phone! Oh, excuse me. Well, in that case, I'll just continue talking a little bit. But we're going to be bringing out our next guest here. And uh, he raced in one of the lower classes, but still a very fast boat. And uh, he had a lot of fun, and he came in with, and got a trophy as well. So, uh, you know, the, the, the whole Superboat thing was pretty, pretty cool. You know, what I thought was interesting is in the Superboat Unlimited class, and we didn't really get into that too much, but um, what happened was, there was a lot of boats that had issues. In other words, like he broke a hose, another guy lost a prop, another guy spun a, uh, a shaft. I mean, there was a lot of mechanical issues, and I think it got down to one boat. But the sister boat, number three, the MTI, 
was just chugging along, just kind of doing its own thing, and did very, very well, and took uh, took the top honors there in this class. So, anyway, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars. What do we got queued up this time, Bobby? Got some ZZ Top coming right up. How about some ZZ Top and uh, Gots to Get Paid? Hey, don't touch the dial. You'll be right back. Five lighters on my dresser, yes sir. You know I got to get paid. A twenty-five lighters on my dresser, yes sir. You know I got to get paid. I got twenty-five lighters for my twenty-five folks. some money after 911 and 411 call 541 that's 727-541-1741 call Gulfstream motorsports for a diminished value report due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business i'm very good with wrecks so if your car's been involved in a wreck call me for a diminished value report call 727-541-1741 you may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle and visit us at gulfstreammotorsports.com until the very finish. All right. This spectacular footage captures the flavor of offshore racing and gives you the in-the-boat feeling of just how exciting this sport is. This is what, this is where experience comes in. Sammy James is dialed right in. He's going to the bank. Okay, we're back. You tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. It's time to introduce our special guest of the evening on this post Superboat race radio show. My next guest is Britt Lilly. He is the owner and driver of the LSB RevX Superboat. Britt, are you there? Yes, sir. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thank you very much for coming on our show this evening. Tell us a little bit about your experience this weekend. Um, well, I mean, Clearwater, what a beautiful place, and I uh, love racing there. Um, water conditions, uh, pretty much right expected. Um, you know, nice little chop out there. Let, uh, let everybody air the boats out and put a good show on for the fans. Super. So tell us a little bit about it. you. You, you kind of like are following in your father's footsteps. Uh, Art Lilly is a well-known uh, boat racer from back in the day, right? Yes. Uh, yes, sir. Um, you know, he raced uh, the whole circuit for 30 years. Um, he probably has more records than I even have races yet. Um, but, uh, you know, it, uh, it's something we've been, uh, I've done with him for quite a while, and now I'm doing it on my own and cheering me on, and, you know, it's uh, it's a great thing. Excellent, excellent. Now, LSB stands for Lily Spot- Sport Boats, right? So, basically, yep. you have, like, a uh, boat service company? Yes, sir. We have a, uh, in Arnold, Maryland, we have a full-service uh, marina and repair facility. Um, 
And, uh, you know, we do everything from all the mechanical work to paint and fiberglass repairs. Um, a lot of the race books you see um, in different organizations as well, uh, we take care of and maintain. And, you know, I race against people, and uh, then I work on their boat later after that. So it's a pretty good, pretty good deal. Pretty good deal. So tell us a little bit about your boat. So uh, I have a, a 30-foot Extreme. It's a single canopy uh, race boat. It, uh, you have two people in the cockpit, one person driving, one person throttling, um, powered by a uh, big block 509, which is a spec motor, kind of like how NASCAR is. We have a set of rules that we all have to follow. Um, one of the big differences between us and the big cats you see out there run, they limit power motor with RPM to a lower RPM. And we have to run a 4150 style carburetor, which is a little more restrictive on airflow. Um, all run a Bravo drive and, you know, have weight restrictions and everything like that. So it really comes down a lot to setup and uh, the two people that are in the boat. Interesting. Now, in your class, how many people are race against you? Um, we've had, uh, I think there's eight total different boats. Um, I don't think they've yet to be on the course all at once this season with uh, different failures and stuff like that, but there were six of us lined up to start in Clearwater. Mm-hmm. Now, you raced in the first heat, right? You were out with the 11 o'clock guys? Is that when you were out racing? No, we ran with three at 3 o'clock with the, uh, with the big superboats. Oh, you were running with those guys. Oh, now what was that like? Because those boats were just flying around there. <laughs> well, in fact, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, was that the race where the guy hit the buoy? Um, yes, sir. Uh, that was one of the people I was running against, actually. Okay, tell us about that. Where were you in relationship when he smacked the buoy? Because we saw that, because what happened was, is, and I can't remember which one of the skaters, uh, they went, they passed him on the outside, went a little tight on the turn. He tried to, to he should have throttled back a little bit, but anyway, so he was kind of like confused because he got sprayed, and the next thing you know, he went left and went right and then slammed into the buoy and knocked it loose. That's, uh, you know, I, I was a, uh, unfortunately a, a touch behind him. Um, I was able to see him, uh, as he was getting back together. Um, but, uh, you know, when you, when you attack a turn, you can even set up too soon before the buoy. Oh. And, uh, from, so, uh, you know, he could have come in a, a little too tight and you realize you need to open it back up and, you know, a little bit of loss of visibility and, uh, it, it can make things difficult. And, uh, one of the harder things about, uh, offshore racing compared to uh like an automobile racing you can be in an automobile right behind somebody um you know and and you still have full visibility to see what's coming up uh while while boat racing you know a hundred a hundred yard rooster tail isn't uncommon coming out from behind the boat plus all the spray and salt water all over your windshield you know it's a you know it, it it's it's all the different things you have to be aware of so tell us about that. So now, for example, never mind the fact that there's a boat in front of you and you got to worry about dodging his, his spray. How much spray comes off the the wakes or the, the, the water and gets in the way and impairs your visibility just on its own, just from splashing around? Well, you know, um, there's different ways to, to get the boat wet. You have other boats getting you wet, um, you know, just different ways you hit the waves. Um, you know, you can get a little bit of air and they call it tripping the boat where the back of the boat will will slap the next wave and it shoots the bow down and, you know, straight underwater you go. And, um, you know, the more salt water and the sun dried on the window, you know, the, the worse it gets. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we don't have some a, a windshield wiper source, so it, it can get hard enough to see where you're looking through another, you're looking for a rooster tail to go through just to clear it off. You know that, so you don't have, there's no wipers and there's no windshield wiper, no, no uh, windshield squirters on there, right? No, sir. I wonder why nobody's invented that yet. Well, you know, we're all spec class, and you're dealing with trying to be as light and as fast as possible. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't, I don't think uh, the extra, the extra weight of a, a whole ordeal of something like that is is kind of in what we're doing. You know, you're getting a boat, you're trying to cut everything out of it that you don't need. Um, you know, no wire do you want in there unused? Um, you know, everybody is so evenly matched, um, tenths tenth of a second. Uh, make a difference. Like, uh, I got a second place in Michigan city this year, uh, average speed of, uh, I want to say 80.2 miles an hour. And the first place boat was 80.22. So wow. you know how close we're finishing and battling it out. Yeah. 
All right, so now the big boats, the super boats, unlimited, they were running around about a minute 20, minute 19. So how long did it take you to make that two-plus-mile lap? We are doing about two and a half minutes. So you can imagine wow. uh, when they come by, it is breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're running close to 100, and they're coming by at over 130 miles an hour. Um, and, man, it makes it, it, it feels like you threw an anchor out when, <laughs> as they come by. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. So uh, how many races um, How many races a year do you do? Um, in between, uh, at the minimum, this season, uh, we ran five events with uh, SBI mm-hmm. um, up to, and there's still Key West coming. Um, I've done up to 10 events a year. Oh, okay, good. Now, are you going to pull the motors out and freshen them up for Key West? Because Key West is, what, three weeks away or a month away? When's Key West? It's about a month away. And okay. um, actually, what uh, I decided was I freshened up for Clearwater to be able to put one race on the motor to uh, any kinks, just in case, because, um, you know, want to be ready for Key West, that's for sure. It's a okay. big three-day event, and uh, there's not the place to work on your boat. Back at the shop is. <laughs> Back at the shop is. Okay, well, that makes perfectly good sense. Now, when you compete down in Key West, how many boats are going to be in your class? Because that's a world event, correct? Yes, sir. Um, I will. You'll, you'll see upward numbers of uh, 10, to plus, 10 plus boats in our class. Um, okay. There was probably 40 boats in Clearwater. Um, you could see over 60 boats down in Keys. No kidding. Who's your fiercest competitor? Uh, Mr. Steve Miklos. Uh, number 51, Sunprint. He is uh, on kind of a, a local guy there. Um, I think he lives in St. Pete. Uh, he was actually uh, the one that won that race. Oh, FJ Propellers? Not FJ Propellers. Oh, Sunprint. Sunprint. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Number 51. Okay, okay. Now, your boat, you said, just runs just a shy of 100 miles an hour? Yep, that's about what we're all running. Okay. What are other the little... conditions you see at Clearwater were uh, in about midnight. Okay. You know, it's funny you mentioned that you got the big block Chevrolet and you're running Bravo drives. I remember back in the day in, uh, in, in the 80s when the Bravo drives first came out, they wouldn't take much more than 150, 200 horsepower than they grenaded. Today, I'm amazed at how stout the Bravo drives are. Uh, I mean, they've come a long way. And uh, luckily, we have things, um, you know, like RevX oil. Um, oil additives that just make the world of a difference on your gear sets. Um, I was doing a gear set about every other race um, before uh, actually hooking up with them, and now I'm going. Uh, I just finished my fifth event. Um, we were we arrived home yesterday, pulled the drive apart today to to find just a another full drive of great looking oil and a gear set that's unharmed again from another 55 mile race. Tell us about RevX. I heard about that here just recently, and somebody recommended I use that because my truck, my diesel was running so bad, my 7.3, and I told him I was looking to put a set of injectors in, and he says, now nah, you need to try this RevX first. So tell us a little bit about RevX. Um, RevX is almost like the uh, miracle all in a bottle. Um, from a marine application in a drive, from your um, highest spec racing engine like I have, making horsepower on the dyno, um, to, uh, you know, put it in your power steering pumps. I was wearing a power steering pump out almost every other race, um, even in your diesels. Uh, everything you know about your diesel is working off of oil pressure. RevX is just a lubricant that goes in and controls the amount of friction that's in things, and it just lets everything work more freely. It's, uh, it, it's, it's such an amazing product. And all the people there are, are great. The tech help, everything. Um, it was a product that our shop used even before uh, getting on board with a sponsorship for this season. Interesting. Um, if people want to find out more about RevX, how do they go about doing it? Um, there's RevX.com um, on Facebook. Um, you can uh, you can look at uh, it's uh, Lily Sport Boats Facebook or RevX Facebook page, and uh, all the information is there. Um, I know a lot of big diesel. Uh, Big diesel sites, you know, are all pushing it now. They actually just had the uh, RevX had the first diesel uh, Baja truck to finish the event. I want to believe that they came in third place or so. so um, you know, really, really a, a big thing coming forward, and it's uh, it's a, it's such a great product. Super, super. Tell us a little bit about your dad. When you were a kid, uh, what kind of boats did your dad race? Um, he started. Um, in the early 80s, before I was born, 
racing a uh, 22-foot velocity in the stock outboard class, uh-huh. um, moving up into the 10-meter fountain to then being picked up in uh, racing for fountain, racing for the skater and Pier 57, and, you know, many of the big teams, uh, you know, he was, we were uh, really lucky enough to, uh, he raced the boat, he took care of the boat, and, uh, you know, everything, you know, paid every way you can to do such a such an awesome thing. Wow, and then you were fortunate enough as a little kid, you just kind of went along as you got a little bit older and you were able to, and then uh, that's what kind of inspired you to get into boat racing? <laughs> well, well, I've seen pictures of myself uh, very young in a cardboard box looking into the race boat, so <laughs> I guess it was just going to, it, it was going to happen no matter what. <laughs> it was going to happen no matter what. Okay. Um, and, and as shocking as it is, uh, my mom was the one that, uh, that, that pushed it right at the time of, uh, you know, getting my first own boat, and that's the, that's the one that I have now. Oh, that's super. Well, we're just so. about up against the clock here, Britt. Uh, if people want to find out more about LSB Racing, LSB Boats, Lily Sport Boats, how do they go about doing it? Oh, man, I have lsbracing.com. That is uh, the race boat site. Um, LilySportBoats.com, lsb.com. We're on Facebook. Um, you, you can find us anywhere. Um, we do anything you could ever dream about, uh, about getting done on your boat. We're the, we're the guy for it. Super. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you very much for coming on Nostalgia Premium Cars. And again, best of luck to you and Key West. Hopefully you bring home another trophy. And I want to thank you for coming on the show this evening. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. Okay, you too. Hey, and don't forget, use RevX, right? Yes, sir. RevXOil.com for sure. <laughs> okay, take care, Britt. Thank you very much. Thanks. Okay, guys, that about wraps it up for this evening. We had a pretty good show this evening. We had some great guests on. Jeff did a great job. Britt did a great job. These guys, pretty cool. I got a chance to meet these guys, hang out, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So, if again, you guys need to check out the Superboat International website and follow Superboat Racing. Right, Bobby? Yes, that is Superboat.com. Simple. Okay. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. Like us on Facebook. If you missed any of our past shows, don't forget to check out our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Tell your friends to tune in every Tuesday night for the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports. Don't forget, we've got a whole bunch of races coming on. Check out our calendar on our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. In the meantime, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. Listen.